Epilogue The doctrines of those illustrious men, fathers and doctors of the church, like the scattered members of a body, Thomas collected together and cemented, distributed in wonderful order, and so increased with important additions that he is rightly and deservedly esteemed the special bulwark and glory of the Catholic faith. Philosophy has no part which he did not touch finely at once and thoroughly. On the laws of reasoning, on God and incorporeal substances, on man and on other sensible things, on human actions and their principles, he reasoned in such a manner that in him there is wanting neither a full array of questions, nor an apt disposal of the various parts, nor the best method of proceeding, nor soundness of principles, or strength of argument, nor clearness or elegance of style, nor a facility for explaining what is abstruse. Dot, dot, dot. Again, clearly distinguishing, as is fitting, reason from faith, while happily associating the one with the other, he both preserved the rights and had regard for the dignity of each. So much so, indeed, that reason, born on the wings of Thomas to its human height, can scarcely rise higher, while faith could scarcely expect more or stronger aids from reason than those which she has already obtained through Thomas. Thus Leo Thirteenth in the memorable encyclical Aeterni Patris, whose centennial we have celebrated in 1979. As stated in the foreword, the author's intention throughout this book has been to offer the reader a modest introduction to that philosophy of Thomas, both as a tonic for the intellect, whether Christian or not, and as a light to probe deeper into the doctrine and age-long wisdom of the Catholic Church and thus improve our lives, so that they can truly be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. See Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. We have purposely avoided, on the one hand, the academic question, formulated by Heidegger and Jaspers, among others, of whether a Christian philosophy is possible, they radically split reason and faith in the old Lutheran agnostic tradition, and on the other, the no less academic question, compounded by factional rivalries, as to the meaning of the church advocacy of the doctrine of Aquinas. Our preference has rather been to actually expound that philosophy in as simple as possible terms, so as to both show that it is indeed a philosophy, i.e. a pursuit of wisdom open to any human being, regardless of culture or religion, although it happens to be Christian in its inspiration, motivation, and setting, and demonstrate in a practical way why the Church strongly advises all her children to know it and to be guided by it. That this book may serve the above purpose, I entrust to the intercession of the Blessed Virgin, Seat of Wisdom, and of the Angelic Doctor.